Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Mordechai Silverstein from the Conservative Yeshiva, and we'll be studying today the first Daf of Masachet Megillah, Daf Bet. A cursory look at the first mission of Megillah makes us curious. It begins, Megillah Nikrei the Megillah is read on the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, or the 14th, or the 15th day of Adar. Not earlier, and not later. What kind of introduction is this to the subject? It assumes so much. It starts with an anomaly rather than the norm. It doesn't define the subject. It assumes an obligation which we've yet to make explicit, let alone inform us of the obligation and where it's derived from. Before we attempt to answer any of these questions, we should note that this Mishnah is not an anomaly in the Mishnah. Many Mishnayot, in many Masachot, start smack dab in the middle of the subject and frequently in, with strange cases. Later on, the Mishnah will return to the nitty-gritty of the subject matter. Why? The answer to this question may tell us a little bit about the book called the Mishnah, which is the foundation document of the Torah Shabbat, the Oral Torah. It seems that the Mishnah is not a law book, but rather a teaching book, a didactic tool, as such, the first mission of any given Masechet is meant to gain the student's interest, offering some curiosity to initiate the student into the new material. Sort of like a murder mystery opening in the middle of the story to gain people's interest. What are the assumptions of this Mishnah? It assumes we know that we read the biblical book called Megillah Esther as a liturgical obligation on Purim. It informs us of which, on which days we have this obligation. It doesn't inform us anywhere of how we know these things. Before we go on, we should check the underpinnings of this mitzvah in the book of Esther. If you go look in the, cha- the ninth chapter of the book of Esther, we'll note that when the Jews were doing the battle against their enemies in Shushan and in, and in Persia, they fought on the 13th day, and outside of Shushan, they rested on the 14th day of Adar. In Shushan, they fought on the 13th day and the 14th day, and rested on the 15th day. That serves as the basis for celebrating Purim 
outside of Shushan and other walled cities on the 14th day, and on Shushan and in walled cities on the 15th day. And so, right away, we see why on the 14th day, we read the Megillah in most cities of the world. While on the 15th day, we read it in Shushan and in walled cities like Jerusalem. But wait a second. The Mishnah says that we read the, Mish the Megillah as well on the 11th day of Adar, and on the 12th day of Adar, and on the 13th day of Adar. None of us have ever seen this practice, but the Mishnah continues and explains why those days were important. We, know, we just noted that in walled cities you read on the 15th, and in other cities and in villages you read on the 14th. The rabbis in this Mishnah made an extra provision for people who live in villages. The Mishnah doesn't tell us why. The, to the Talmud alludes to the reason that this would enable people in the villages to supply food on the 14th day and on the 15th day to cities both walled and unwalled. Probably a, the real reason was that not everybody in villages had a kosher Megillah. And you couldn't guarantee in villages that people knew how to read. So this enabled them to go to cities on the Monday or Thursday preceding Purim and hear the Megillah from being read by someone who was capable to read it. Our problem, though, is where does the Mishnah learn such, such an obligation? Nowhere in Megillah Esther does it talk about reading on the 11th, 12th, or 13th day of Megillah, of, of Adar. So where did the rabbis learn this? And by what authority did they take responsibility upon themselves to add these extra days when there's no biblical authority for them? The Talmud tries to answer the question that the Mishnah doesn't answer. The Talmud first poses two problems. Number one, they pose where we learn it, because there is no place in the Megillah to learn it. And, and they ask why, how the rabbis felt themselves capable of learning these things. When, there's, when previous generations had imposed the obligation simply on the 14th and 15th. The answer of the Talmud to these questions offers us a, a very, very interesting look into the minds of the rabbis and leave their legal authority and, and leaves us with an impression of what this question might teach us for our day. First off, the rabbis tried to tease out of scripture a a hook on which to fit this obligation. And they found the word Zmanehem in their days, in their times. And from the very fact that this word uh, mentions multiple days, the rabbis learned from it that uh, one could possibly add 
days for people to read. Secondly, they ask themselves the question, how can could later rabbis um, overrule earlier rabbis? Since there's a rule that a later court could not overrule the rulings of an earlier court unless they were greater than them in status and in number. The answer, the, the answer that they give is that the early rabbis, whom they called Anche Knesset HaGadolah, the men of the great assembly, were the ones who both ruled that the 14th and 15th were, were obligatory and that the 11th, 12th, and 13th could also serve as days when you could read the Megillah. Consequently, it wasn't a new court overruling the earlier court. It was simply the same court ruling on both issues. What this comes to teach us, though, about the sages and about authenticity in Judaism is that the rabbis sought to ground even their innovations in scripture. In other words, uh, new things had to find roots in the older tradition. That's what lent it authenticity. In addition, we learn from it that the rabbis were very concerned about maintaining the authority of the tradition. They didn't want it to get out of hand. They didn't want they didn't want Jews everywhere doing different things with no basis in the tradition. Consequently, they wanted to establish certain rules of how things were decided in order that every generation should still have its ties to the past and the authentic tradition. These are two things which are important to us even to this day. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.